Hey, this is Tony Kramer, product specialist with RDO Equipment Company, and you are listening to the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day, there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Thanks for joining us on the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 113, and today we are going to be talking about Global Gap. Before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps that we're streaming this to, such as Apple's podcast app, it's on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at RDOTonyK. Now with that, let's get back to the show. I am really excited to welcome back to the show Aaron Hightower. Aaron was on the show back in 2017 talking about some of the infield technology that we had to offer with uh, John Deere. Aaron is an agronomist with RDO Equipment Company in our Pacific Northwest region. Thanks for joining us on the show again, Aaron. To get started, let's uh, kind of recap and hear again a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, it's, it's, pleasure, it's a pleasure to be back, and I'm, I'm excited to talk with you guys about Global Gap today. Um, and Global Gap, actually, it plays a little bit into, into my past. I had worked at the, uh, in the regulatory or non-regulatory government agencies of Conservation District and NRCS, the Natural Resource Conservation Sciences, and that's where I first became aware of Global Gap and and some of the regulations and, and some of the opportunities behind it. But that's where I started my career. I have a bachelor's and master's from Washington State University uh, and started working in the Pacific Northwest, and, and what I really enjoy is that we have 244 crops in the area so it's never it's never boring up here in the pacific northwest when it comes to cropping systems and crop management and crop information management so then uh in 2017 i started working with rdo equipment company about tying together the precision ag aspect of our equipment into the agronomy aspect of our equipment and and making sure that we have the answer to how is this going to affect my farm that's really cool to hear that uh, this global gap conversation does kind of play into your background in history. So it's uh, it's very fitting to uh, bring you in to talk about this. And you're right the uh, the number of crops out there in the uh, the PNW uh, it's amazing. Uh, we're here in the Midwest. We're used to our corn, soybeans, uh, small grains. Um, Couple, couple specialty crops here and there, but uh, yeah, you guys definitely have a, a versatile arsenal of crops to be putting in those fields out there. So let's get into it, Aaron. Global Gap. Let's just start off telling our listeners what is Global Gap. So Global Gap, and Gap stands for Good Agricultural Practices, was started uh, about 20 years ago to answer the question as we start trading food across state and national lines how do we how are we ensuring that what the food we we are receiving 
it meets our standards for health and it meets our standards for impact as we as we're growing it. So Global Gap was actually a, a, a start off because of Eurograp gap, which was the European Union's answer to that same question. How am I going to make sure that this food that I'm getting across a line meets my food safety standards, meets my environmental safety standards and health standards? So with that, it started with this checklist. And it is not just a simple checklist. It is not a one-page piece of paper. There are volumes of checklists to maintain the health and ma- health and management of the cropping systems. And it is as extensive as food handling. It's as extensive as um, how, how the workers are treated. It's as extensive as nutrient management, pest management, pest residue management, water management. They look at everything. They look at the entire system. So the global gap all comes down to documentation management. That is the number one thing that ends up being the 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 big bite that you have to take out when you decide to be a global gap participant is that you're documenting every square inch of that part of that production at every minute of that production so it's very extensive in fact when i became aware of it it was because i was doing um doing groundwater management testing and i met a per a producer um, employee who she she her full time job as well as two other people's jobs was managing their global gap checklist. Much like when when you're growing for organics, there will be a third party that will come in and inspect you. So it is based off of this hierarchical. We have a checklist we all agree to. Now these third parties are going to come in and check you and make sure that you're maintaining it. But then out of it, what you get is the global gap standard. And that opens up a whole bunch of international and and even domestic markets when you have the global gap label. It is not me. It is not synonymous with organics. It does not mean you have organic production. It does not mean you have any any sort of production standards other than is your product clean? Is your product safe? And is your product not negatively impacting the environment? Yeah, so it really sounds like Global Gap is a, a one of those certifications that is just holding us in the ag industry at you know a higher standard. We want to be proud of the the crops that we're growing, whether it be small grains or produce or the 200 some odd crops that you guys grow out there in the Northwest. That to me is really what it is, is just to hold us at a, a higher standard and be proud of what we're growing. Being proud of what we're growing, but also letting everyone that may be purchasing our products know that we're meeting a very high minimum standard. It's actually um, implemented through the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization. So FAO is the is kind of the lead agency on global gap. So it is this agreed upon ahead of time standard from the entire United Nations. So now that we know a little bit about what Global Gap is, let's talk a little bit about who it affects and how it affects them. So let's just kind of go down the list there, Aaron, talking growers, buyers, and consumers. How does it affect them when when it comes to Global Gap certification? So for growers, it's rigorous. It is 
um, you when you're agreeing to be Global Gap, you are agreeing to be very invested in your information and technology management. You're going to be very invested in knowing exactly what every square inch of your farm and every employee is doing. So in that realm, it's, it's very much it. You're signing yourself up for a lot of work, but at the same time, you're signing yourself up for a very high brand standard. You're, you're getting, you're getting to say, I promise you this product has these very high standards. Um, it requires them to establish a complete control and monitor, monitoring system. You're monitoring every aspect of your farm. Um, and so it, it's, it's very much, um, it, you pretty much need to go in a, ahead of time um, thinking about that holistic package of, of monitoring. Um, you're going to have to be able to pre- trace every single uh, registered product that you use. You're going to have to be tracing every nutrient management resource you use but you're still flexible i mean you still can use soil fumigants or you can use organic or non-organic standards when it comes to growing you just have to be able to say every year this is what i put on this acre when it came to any products there's also strict storage and and pesticide um, residue management standards they just want to make sure that there's no spills they want to make sure that you don't accidentally use the wrong product all those those items so it becomes really about knowing how you're storing your products and what products are being used where and that's where the technology that we provide at RDO equipment company becomes really beneficial because we can help monitor and we can help technologically follow basically that acre and make sure we know what's been on at all times so then for the buyers, you know, it's kind of a guarantee. It's the, a guarantee that th- this apple that I bought from the Pacific Northwest and I'm going to sell to, to uh, across the, across the you know, ocean will have the standards of global gap and that, that buyer knows that that meets a certain standard. Because it's a third party coming in and guaranteeing that you're meeting global gap standards, it's that check and balance system. Okay. I know that this person isn't just telling me this. I've had this designated third party come in and say that this is global gap standards. The whole goal is that your food quality will increase. You're going to not have to worry about non-compliance with permitted pesticides. You're not going to have to worry about residue, um, you know, residual pesticides or residual crop management being on that piece of, of fruit or what whatever it is that they're buying. Um, and it implements, uh, it, includes, it includes being able to have that retail, um, that retail label going across the world, you know, with that same standards because it's through the FAO, we're guaranteeing that, that, we all have met that standard when we're, we're going across the country. And so what it means is that we're also not going to be using a pesticide that may be outlawed in, in Germany, that we're not sending a product over that, that has that, that residue from a pesticide that they obviously do not want to be on their, in their food system. For consumers, you know, consumers don't really ever see a global gap label. That's not something that you necessarily, oh, let me pick up a global gap apple in the same way that you would pick up an organic or non-organic or conventional apple. This is more in the trader side of the thing of and trader side and the and the 
international trade side of things. But what that does is that consumer knows that their their buyers are are doing their best to make sure that they're not getting something that maybe is going to be have a long term impact. So more and more we're seeing certain countries insist that they only receive products that are global gap. So when it comes to the consumer in the grocery store, you may not see that benefit or benefit or risk, but your, your government may be watching for that for you. Learning about who this affects and and how it can affect them. I want to know who can become certified global gap and what does that process look like? Any producer, and it can be global gap. Um, it is not, it's agnostic to crop. It's agnostic to location. It's agnostic to growing standards. Um, anybody can be global gap, but what you're signing yourself up for is a whole lot of product management and time management and information management that you're signing yourself up for. So anybody can, but you, but you, as a producer, you better be ready that you're going to be facing a whole lot more standards answering. You're going to be a whole lot of, uh, for lack of better term, red tape. You're going to be, you're going to be doing a lot of that. If you decide you want to go, go global gap, um, the FAO does not hand over a global gap certification. You're going to go through those third parties, the same third parties that are going to be coming in and doing your, your, intermittent checks are probably going to be the ones that are going to be giving you your certification. And it's, it's extensive. They're going to go through your operation with a fine tooth comb. It's going to be uh, almost overwhelming uh, and definitely almost invasive, but they're trying to make sure that you're meeting these global gap standards. So I would almost say the best thing you could do is if you can get on the global gap website and at least start downloading these checklists and seeing if it fits for you. Then that's the first step, and then you would need to see who's your local provider for for those certifications. Generally, uh, there you had to pay for your registration, you had to pay for your inspection, and you had to pay for your certification. So it's not cheap either. Uh, both individual producers can, or you can go in as a group of producers and apply for a certification or a co-op as well. So that's another option. If you're a co in a co-op, there's a potential that you could be applying maybe as that co-op. Uh, and maybe alleviating some of those costs. Uh, Additionally, there is some certification fees charged by that certification agency. So that's another fee that you're talking about. Um, So it's a very, again, it's very intensive in time. It's very intensive somewhat in costs, but now you're opening yourself up to certain countries that only accept global gap. With global gap certification, what does this mean to us at RDO? Are there any values or benefits to working with customers that are global gap coming from an equipment standpoint? We need to be aware at RDO Equipment Company about global gap. And the reason we need to be aware of it is because that determines how we're going to help you set up your information management systems through our equipment. All of our equipment basically has the ability to be feeding this information into operations center so that when you go into the John Deere operations center and you're printing off these reports and you're putting it in a binder and now your life is easier. But if we know your global gap, we can set your information up so that it makes it a report easy. Or if we're not aware of it, we could be setting up your equipment that 
makes you an extra two steps that you don't need to be doing. So in all of my oper- and all of my time that I spend working with information systems with producers, one of the first questions I ask is what programs they work in. And that's not just global gap. That's also organics. That's farm service agency, natural resource conservation services, because I can be saving you a step if I know that there's this, there's information that you need to be able to print out and hand over. So that's really the big, the first big step is is making sure that we know that they're global gap, be reviewing those what the checklists are with any producers that may be global gap or wanting to be global gap and setting up our systems to answer and manage the information that they need so that they can just print it out call it good yes they still may need a full-time employee sitting there managing all that information but it certainly will make their their job easier and do it in a 40 hour work week instead of a 90 hour work week so even just knowing what that looks like and we also have a lot of technological solutions available to answer some of the requirements that global gap has in the produce and in the small grains industry because our technology is there and waiting for it. So if you're willing to put in the, the time to be certified and if you're willing to put in the money to be certified, we can set up a system that makes your certification easy to manage, potentially even giving operations center information over directly to your global gap certifier may mean that they maybe need to take less trips to your farm on top of it if they can look and see application data and and time and management data that we have available to us so i think our equipment is sitting here ready and willing and able to make global gap an option for our our producers who are ready to sell in that international market if one of our listeners wants to learn more about Global Gap and kind of what it entails, where can they go? Who can they talk to to learn about this certification process and what it takes? So Global Gap is ran through the, uh, like I said, it was ran through the United Nations Food uh, FAO. So it, the best place would be to be going to their website and looking up that information. Uh, their checklists are available on their United States website. So you can be looking at these checklists even before you're interested in Global Gap. But the, it, the first step would be going to those Global Gap websites. And then also, you know, if you if you do a information check or a, a check on online, you might have a certifica- certification organization close enough to be having conversations with them as well. I just want to thank you, Aaron, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me to um, kind of talk about Global Gap. You know, I, I learned a lot. This isn't something that is uh, uh, very prevalent here in the upper Midwest. I know you deal with it out in the, the uh, Pacific Northwest uh, from time to time. So uh, it's really cool to learn about these certifications and what, what our growers can do and, and kind of what the market does with certifications like this. So uh, thanks again for doing this. It was, uh, it was great to have you on. It's always great talking with you. Visit rdoequipment.com backslash podcast to listen to new episodes and catch up on any that you have missed. You can also listen and subscribe to our podcast on any device or streaming service.